0: Perhaps the biggest
1: news of the day. The Rockefeller Center Christmas tree has arrived in New York City. Okay, it's cool, NBC. You guys have your own nationally recognized holiday icon. Meanwhile, nobody ever talks about the Times Square CBS cornucopia, even though it is overflowing with festive 60 Minutes correspondence. (laughs) (laughs) Um. So in Berlin, Germany, they broke up a large protest that looks pretty close to a riot since they got uh, the water hoses turned on them and everything like that. What were people rioting about? Legislature debating new, tougher coronavirus laws, more shutdowns, so school not being in session, that sort of stuff. In the United States, we just bend over and take it no matter what they do, apparently. Uh, in Ohio, going to have a curfew between 10 p.m. and 5 a.m. you got to stay home from 10 to 5. Um. S- okay. continues to be almost 40% of students nationwide that are doing uh, 100% distance learning,
2: even though there's a gazillion studies
1: saying, eh, I think you can pull this off.
2: Yeah, more on teachers and schools tomorrow. We have some great whistleblowers uh, who have been weighing in, but I want to make sure that, uh, honestly, uh, there are a handful of markets, not a handful, quite a few markets were in that don't get the fourth hour of the show, generally because Rush Limbaugh's on. What? And, and you can't move his show. It's in mm. the contract. Uh, okay. And we're, we're rooting for uh, El Rushbo to uh, you know live long and prosper. Um. But so also uh, we'll save it for tomorrow. Uh, although, if you ever do miss a segment, you can go to armstrongandgetty.com and just download the the podcast. I love this. This is so great. You ever uh, hear the expiries hoisted on their own petard? I have.
1: It's one of the many... Phrases that uh, I know what it means. Like, if somebody says it, I know what they're suggesting. Yes. But I don't know what it means. in The actual words yeah. and everything. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of those. It's funny. My, my kids used one the other day. It's funny how people pick up language. My kids wouldn't use one the other day, and I thought, there's no way you know what that means. But you used it correctly.
2: Yeah. Yeah. A petard is a small bomb made of metal or wooden box filled with powder he used to blast down a door or no to make a that. hole sure? in a wall.
1: I thought it was like a stick of some sort, or a, a spear. It was uh, Patrick oh. Stewart's character from the
2: next generation of Star Trek, right? Jean-Luc sure. Pitard. Yeah. Um, let's see. Let's go to Merriam-Webster. What do they have? This... Yeah, it's a case containing an explosive to break down a door or gate or breach a wall.
1: Okay, I really don't know what and it means
2: And if you're hoisted on your own petard, that means you blow yourself up. Okay. Great example. Um, the universities uh, indoctrinating your kids into bizarre and racist ideologies is one of the most troubling things I've ever seen in my life. But, um, and they're spending astounding amounts of money on this stuff. But on September second, Christopher L. Eisgruber, the president of Princeton University, made a major contribution to the. Oh, they were talking about these fundraising letters that they send out and talk about their sins and and analyze the racist history and if you just give us lots of money we'll we'll do stuff about it oh, and wow. so okay this uh, author um it, it says uh
1: it, it in I got fundraising letter from my university the other day that I went to I get their, those all the time.
2: Their cries are accompanied by the demand for alms. Fifty million dollars at Yale to support diversity. A hundred million at Brown for kindred exercises in political penance and so on. On September the second, Christopher L. Eisgruber, president of Princeton University, made a major contribution to this emetic genre. That would be puke-worthy field of endeavor. In an open letter to the university community, he beat his breast about America's overdue, profound national reckoning with racism. He didn't exclude his own university. Indeed, he beat himself harder as he bemoaned Princeton's long history of, quote, intentionally and systematically excluding people of color, women, Jews, and other minorities. Nor, according to him, has that history ended. And I quote, racist assumptions from the past remain embedded in structures of the university itself. Well, on September the 16th, the Department of Education sent President Eisgruber a letter. The letter minutes an interesting discrepancy. Since President Eisgruber became president of Princeton in 2013, the university received more than $75 million in taxpayer funds. It is also, quote, repeatedly represented and warranted to the U.S. Department of Education that Princeton is in compliance with Title IX of the Civil Rights Act of 1964. Among other things, it's the law that stipulates no institution receiving federal funds may discriminate against anyone because of race, color, or national origin. But here we have Christopher Eisgruber wailing in a public letter about Princeton's, I'll use my words now, long, flaming, egregious racism that continues till today. And so the Department of Education said, Based on its admitted racism, the U.S. US Department of Education is concerned, Princeton's non-discrimination equal, blah, 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 blah. We're going to claw back all your money, so you,
1: so you think you're doing the right woke thing by saying we're a racist company. We're a racist company. And then you get, well, okay, you just said you you run the place, and you just said you're a racist company. All white so people gonna... admit we're racist
2: <laughs> or we'll fire you. So
1: now we're going to sue you because you just said out loud that you're, that's kind of funny.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Because you're trying to be, like, way out in front of it. Oh, it's always been bad, and it's still bad. Okay, well then you. But why are they get? I can't. I can't get past. Why are they getting that much money? No matter what, even if they aren't. The racist, woke
2: crowd gives them money. Why are they
1: getting that? That
2: I don't know. Uh Abdu, Princeton should have known these assurances were false at the time they were made. Finally, the department is further concerned. Princeton's many non-discrimination equal to opportunity claims to students, parents, and consumers in the market for education certificates may have been false, misleading, and actionable. Substantial misrepresentations in violation of 20 U.S. Code, paragraph 1094C3B and 34 CFR 668.71C. And as this author puts it, you know that government chaps are serious when they start citing statutes by number, especially when they include those nifty section symbols. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love this so much. Go get them. Go screw them.
1: Uh... Just in general, the whole getting the, ch- the, the... Oh, by the
2: way, the list price to attend Princeton to get your children indoctrinated is $71,960 yeah. per year. All right. Um,
1: the letters I get still asking for money. I get a phone call like once a year. I recognize the area code because it's the only call I ever get from that town. Um, Hayes, Kansas. Asking for money. And I always think of John Mulaney. What's his Mulaney, name? yeah, yeah. The comedian, his routine about, we had a deal. I paid you a certain amount. You gave me an education. End of deal. That's the end of the deal. Right. Why are you still asking me for money?
2: Ah, my beloved alma mater. That, that, we need to snuff that
1: out. That is a, it turned out to be a bad thing. I didn't recognize that years ago. It is now. That whole... We're something special, and we all need to give money to it, and that makes us better than other people think, is, a, is an impulse we need to snuff out. It's not good for America.
2: I think you're right. Yeah, especially now. Yeah.
1: I mean, if... if
2: Because you know, it's become a class thing. It's not an education thing. It's a right. class thing. Right. Well, and I'll use the example of my alma mater, the University of Illinois, at urbana champaign That great school, in a lot of ways, great engineering school in particular, I wasn't in the engineering school, I would have flunked out in a week. Um, (laughs) But now it is a badly mismanaged, bloated bureaucracy in a state that is so terribly managed, and it's a public university obviously, that Illinois is, is in a good solid lead to the race of the first bankrupt state. And they beg me for money all the time. You're not getting a freaking dime out of me. Forget it. Have, have your fat jackass governor and your utterly corrupt legislature wow. govern the state better. Are you kidding me? You want my money to, to feed into the maw of J.D. Pritzker and the, the, the mob that runs Illinois? Forget it. Great Scott.
1: So I'm looking up at the picture of a man named Michael B. Jordan. Who I barely know he's an actor. He was named the sexiest man alive by People magazine, and I'm looking at this picture of the sexiest man alive, and I'm trying to determine in what ways does he look different than me. Um, wow, he's got a, he's got a better skin tone. We have started who wants this. the first shot. Yeah, we should have started this earlier in the show. So let's take it. <laughs> it's taking me a while to get through him in my own mind. His eyes aren't as beady. Um, he's got better hair. His mustache is fantastic. He's not as fat. Right? His aura doesn't scream, leave me alone. (laughs) Is that part of being the sexiest man alive? Come on. You got to have a welcoming aura about you, I would assume. I don't know. I don't know the exact uh, metrics they they gauge on. Mel Gibson had that at the time he was the sexiest man alive. He doesn't have it anymore, really. No, no. Probably similar to is Russell. We, you don't have it anymore, Mel. I, I is think. What we said. I think Russell Crowe was sexiest man alive. That, that's what you should do. You should check in on sexiest men alive now, just to see what they've decided to do with their their look. Because some of them, uh, you know, have decided that that's not that important to them, which is fine. It's probably and, like, and or time
2: continues too. to be
1: undefeated. He seems yeah. to put in more effort on his traps than you do as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's wearing a tank top though, which I actually think I am a a step ahead of him by not being a guy, an adult man who wears a tank top. Mm -hmm. You got
2: traps like that, you can wear a tank top. And the shoulders, they're dreamy. (laughs) Just saying. Yeah.
1: He's got a square jaw than mine. My jaw's in there somewhere underneath the jowliness. Probably
2: underneath your lives under a bridge beard.
1: (laughs) If I had his shoulders, I would not own a shirt. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Okay. So so there are some things you can point to.
2: He has dreamier eyes. Well, if you're if you're dating, you're looking a couple. I suggest this. There's a pretty decent chance that sexy, sexy person will not be nearly as sexy before too long. So go for somebody with a good soul. There huh? you go. There you go. Uh,
1: and you, you won't be either. Right. Works oh, as ways. sexy. Yeah. Yeah. Works both ways. So if you're gonna if you're right. gonna expect them to not trade you in on a new model, right? You'd think. Uh, Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. And if you want to donate money to Warrior Foundation Freedom Station, we'll have to do an update on the total. So jump in now. Go to armstrongandgetty.com.
0: Armstrong and Getty. The
2: Armstrong and Getty Show. Gavin Newsom went to a private birthday party with a dozen people the other day at the French Laundry in Napa. But it turns out he wasn't breaking the rules when he did that. No, he wasn't. Settle down. He was just giving you an example of what not to do. Gavin Newsom was risking his life for you. He's a COVID martyr. Why doesn't anyone appreciate Gavin Newsom? But again, that's immaterial. We want to restate here. The important thing, the essence of science, really, is that you spend the holidays alone.
1: Uh, people continue to beat up on the governor of California for getting caught eating at a crazy expensive restaurant during a, a, you know, bad economic times, breaking all his own coronavirus rules. It's just hilarious. With lobbyists. Starting to see more and more like CNN. I saw, had a reporter tweeting
2: out their, their story on that, too. It seems to be getting picked up by yeah. more places. It's Meanwhile, just... there's a bunch of California and Oregon and Washington legislators partying in Maui with a bunch <laughs> of lobbyists. Yeah.
1: It's On on one hand, it's it's so over the top. I mean, it's just absolutely unbelievable. But on the other hand, this sort of thing is so routine. This is what these people do. Mm -hmm. Uh, Anyway, uh, L.A. Times column today. On Monday, we witnessed one of the most abject, non-adultery-related apologies in recent political history. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. The apology is so freaking funny. But he makes the point that uh, his headline is, the worst part of the dinner is that he was there to dine with a lobbyist and um, and then goes into the background of the lobbyist. Now, you know, this is how politics works. In California, I think it works this way most places. But the going back and forth between lobbyist and government, and back and forth, and you get rich that way, and sure. you stay yeah. close. And and um, and wondering, you know, who put the picture out there? Who got the word out that he was there? Because you know who benefited the most from that story breaking was the lobbyist. Because when you become popular as a lobbyist, when when you make the most money is when you're the kind of guy that can get to the president or the governor or the senator, and that was a giant beacon saying i'm a dude that eats with the freaking governor of california he comes to my birthday party. he comes to my birthday party so line up with your checks
2: i'm the man and so there's a decent you tell me what you want save the bears kill the bears i don't care (laughs) just write me a check and i'll get in front of old gavin with his pretty highlights and Oh, well, that reminds me. I got to send you a really funny video. It is totally uh, not safe for anything, but hilarious. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'll get in front of him, and uh, I'll pitch it for you. Yeah. <laughs> so you know who
1: knows uh, the, the, who took the pictures and who got the news out first, but it didn't. It it only helped the lobbyist involved to have that story break.
2: Yeah, probably so. You're a rock star forever because of that. Yeah, yeah he was already a rock star. Before. Yeah. Man, that apology was something.
1: Well, and the pictures are out today if you haven't seen them at armstrongandgetty.com. So there are pictures now that show that his ridiculous apology that we laughed about for four hours yesterday uh, was a lie anyway. Yeah, a lot of it. He wasn't social. I socially distance. It was a small group of people. We We at our own table. Uh, Yeah, well, you're at a big table full of people, shoulder to shoulder, no masks. And it's Yeah, but it was an early dinner. And and it's pretty darn close (laughs) to indoors. A couple of times you mentioned early dinner. It barely what? barely meets the uh any definition of outdoors. So Uh we're yeah. all human. We all fall short sometimes. Hilarious. Yeah, I tell you what. They have different rules than you do. Yes. They they think what it's weird that uh 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 a lot of your powerful lefties who want to control you—they believe they're capable of governing their own lives. Yes, of oh, course. No, I can make smart decisions. I'm my wife and I and kids. We can make it, but other people can't.
2: Yeah. So the condescension real- is astonishing. Oh, yeah. I'll play Tom McClintock again. Our new clip. He's a congressman from California. If you don't know him, and we we're asking him about uh, Gavin breaking his own rules and his phony lying apology. Is it seven?
0: What number is that? I have to compliment the governor on on uh, f- uh, having the common good sense to ignore his own idiotic edicts <laughs> and use his own judgment as to the risks he, he's willing to take and the precautions he's willing to take uh, according to his own circumstances. I just wish he would accord that to everybody else in the state, but Uh, I think he set a fine example uh, for all of us to use our own common sense uh, and ignore his idiotic edicts about how many uh, uh, bites you can take without replacing (laughs) your mask at Thanksgiving dinner. Good Lord.
2: Oh, that's so good.
1: Which is something the state of California has actually instructed people on. Uh, Poll says 60% of Americans fear they won't see loved ones at all this holiday season.
2: Go see your loved ones. If you're afraid, quick hug and then sit on opposite sides of the room. Whatever you think is a reasonable uh, balance of risk and reward. Listen to your heart and your intellect. To hell with the governor and his idiotic edicts. No matter where you're listening, wherever you live. you know Don't put others at risk if they don't want to be, obviously. But you follow your own uh, sense of what's right and what's wrong. Because the government policy is idiotic. It's unsupportable.
1: Donate to Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. We'll hit a total. Try to get Gladys to start to stretch. I don't think she's stretching enough before drum rolls. At her age, she can't just leap into physical activity.
2: This organization is so incredibly important when our our wounded guys need it the most, and they do it so efficiently. Give as much as you can. Armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty.
0: The Armstrong and Getty
1: Show. We definitely need to get to a Warrior Foundation Freedom Station update this half hour because uh, we're, we're doing pretty well. I don't want to let my guard down. But we're doing pretty well. I'm trying to get to five hundred thousand dollars this week.
2: And if this you're is- not familiar with Warrior Foundation Freedom Station, uh, we'll we'll hip you to it. Cool. It's really amazing, absolutely amazing. Capitol Hill yesterday, the senators were grilling uh, Mark Zuckerberg and Jack Dorsey. Senator, Facebook. I don't know what you're talking about, Senator. Oh Lord, that senator! Every sentence he utters starts with the word senator. It's <sniffs> just senator. It's just, it's just annoying. He's just trying to kiss their butts. But anyways, <sniffs> senator,
3: I do not know
2: the Facebook guy and then the Twitter guy were up there getting the hell kicked out of him, which was fun. But um, uh, Ted Cruz. Uh, was doing a fine job uh, talking to Jack Dorsey at Twitter. Let's start with clip number 20, please.
0: So I want to ask you, I have asked Twitter, I've asked Facebook multiple times. How many times have you blocked Republican candidates for office, their their tweets or their posts in, in 2016 and 2018 and 2020? How many times have you blocked Democratic candidate, uh, candidates for office? How many times have you blocked Republican office holders? How many times have you blocked Democratic officeholders, Twitter has repeatedly refused to answer that question with specific hard data, and 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 cataloging the examples in the interest of transparency, which you said you want to embrace. Will you commit in this hearing right now to answer those questions in writing? That's exactly, exactly what we want to do. Okay. I'm sure. sorry, Mr. Dorsey, I didn't hear you.
3: That's exactly what we're we're pushing for as we think about building upon 230. Y- y- is, is that a yes that you will
0: answer those questions in writing? Transparency not just of outcomes but also our process y- y- as well. Y- y- is that a yes that you will answer those questions in writing?
3: We'll we'll certainly look into it and see what we can a- do and
0: actually answer them and not give lawyerly double speak about why you you're not going to give specifics. Answer them. Will you commit to this committee that you will answer those questions?
3: We're going to work to answering broader transparency around outcomes.
0: All right, that's a no. Mr. Zuckerberg, how about you? Will you commit that Facebook (laughs) will answer those specific questions, cataloging the number of instances in which Democrats in, in 16, 18, and 20 have been silenced versus the number of instances in which Republicans have been silenced on Facebook?
3: Senator, I'm not sure if we have that data available, but I will follow up with you or your team.
0: Okay, I'm going to take that as a yes, and I'm going to take Twitter. We'll see if it's a yes or transparency is bogus and we don't intend to provide it.
1: <laughs> I think Zuckerberg should answer with, "Senator, I'm one of the richest people in the world. What's your favorite restaurant? Okay, I'm going to buy it and turn it into a Petco. <laughs> any more questions? <laughs> What's your kid's favorite ice cream place?
2: I'm going to buy it and make it a Rock Quarry. And would, it's you, like, would you like to keep asking me questions? You're Senator. <laughs> you're beginning to annoy me, and I will ruin you. <laughs> I, I wish somebody turned down R2D2 in the background. By the way, <laughs> Senator. Yeah, that was the
1: annoying Zoom thing where Cruz's audio is coming back through the mic on the other end. If only these people were tech savvy on the, you know, Jack Dorsey and right. Why didn't didn't Dorsey answer that question? Was he just, was that just a, I'm I'm annoyed with you trying to nail me down? Because it seems like it's plenty easy to say yes, and then you just never get around to it to his satisfaction if you
2: want. Maybe he's just so hungry he didn't (laughs) know how to answer it because he never eats. I just need a peanut. (laughs) <laughs> a single peanut is all I want. <laughs> Give me uh, clip number 30.
0: Well, oh, that's let me ask you, was Twitter being a publisher when it censored the New York Post?
3: No, we have very clear policies on um, the conduct we enable on the platform. Um, and if there's a violation, uh, we take an enforcement action and people choose to commit to those policies and, and to those terms of service.
0: Except your policies are applied in a partisan and selective manner. You claim it was hacked materials, and yet you didn't block the distribution of the New York Times story that alleged to talk about President Trump's tax returns, even though a federal statute makes it a crime to distribute someone's tax returns without their consent. You didn't block any of that discussion, did you?
3: Our policy was focused on distribution of the actual hacked materials. Did you block the discussion
0: of the President's tax return material?
3: And in the New York Times case, uh we interpreted as reporting about the hack materials. Did, not did you block
0: news. Edward oh. Snowden when he he re- illegally released uh material? Um I'm, I I don't have the answer to that. The answer is no. You haven't used this in a selective matter.
2: And then uh, let's finish with 31.
0: When Twitter is editing and censoring and silencing, the New York Post, the the newspaper with the fourth highest circulation in the country, and Politico, one of the leading newspapers in the country, is Twitter behaving as a publisher when it's deciding what stories reporters are allowed to write and and publish and what stories they're not?
3: No, and that account was not suspended. Um, It fell afoul of the hacked materials policy. Um, We realized that there was an error in that policy and the enforcement. Hold hold on. I'm literally looking at the
0: tweet from Twitter that says your account has been locked. You're you're telling me that this is not an accurate. That's
3: a lock. That's a lock and can be unlocked when you delete. I I understand
0: that you have the star chamber power. Your answer is always, well, once we silence you, we can choose to allow you to speak.
2: Old Ted Cruz coming out of his cowboy boots there. We shall
0: never surrender.
2: (laughs) Oh, man.
1: So, Senator, what do your kids want for Christmas? PlayStation 5? I'm going to buy every remaining PlayStation 5 and crush under a bulldozer.
2: Would you like to keep asking me questions, Senator? Senator? I'll have my team get back to you. Ugh, unbelievable. So, the team at Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. Here's why they exist, because our wounded heroes may struggle to cope with post-traumatic stress. They might have traumatic brain injury. They have new prosthetic limbs, or they need better ones. They need a new or better wheelchair rehabilitation. They've wanted to be nothing but a Marine their entire life. They get blown up, and now they're not a Marine anymore. So there's the changing identity. There's a re-entering the task of, of being a civilian, often at a young age, um, and, and and often... The guys really don't have anybody to talk to about what they've experienced. Warrior Foundation Freedom Station covers all of that in one place, one organization. And they do it with awe-inspiring efficiency check charity navigator, four stars, highest ratings. Uh, Your dollars will be used to help our heroes not go to somebody's bloated salary. Incredible organization. If you had the opportunities we have to visit the facilities... Um, And talk to the people that benefit from it. You you would give as much as you possibly could every single year.
1: Jim Holcomb, who's a great dude, just gave $100. Good job, Jim. Also, Jack's Crispy Mower donated $25. That's
2: right. Your mower got burnt up, didn't
1: it? Burnt to nothing. Wow. Um, But, uh, yeah, so donate money now. Let's do a total. See where we are on our way to $500,000. Nice drum roll. Gladys, our total currently is... Two hundred sixty-five thousand nine hundred and eighty-nine dollars. So by my math, we're getting there. And halfway through the week, we're more than halfway there, which is a good,
2: which is a good trajectory to be. No on. time to let up. Well, yeah. See, th- th- there, there is no there, there, Jack. I mean, that's our minimum. Five hundred thousand is the minimum. I mean, we got to do better than that. I would hope. And if everybody gives what they can. And then just a little bit more. Uh, Who knows what we can do for these guys? I mean, they come home all banged up and everything. And what are you going to do? Turn them away and say, well, deal with that, son. Or are you going to help? Are you going to be a patriotic American and help these kids? Come on, now, folks. Yeah, like
1: playground police lady contributing another fifty dollars. She's made a lot of donations today. It really seems like she's trying to make amends for for her transgressions. Uh, Frizzy hair of the lunatic, who I believe is the same person. Yeah, um, Elizabeth Holmes' pet wolf <gasps> yes. contributed sixty five dollars. That's yes. got to be some sort of tax shelter thing. Way right? to go, Balto! <laughs> uh,
2: Donald Trump's antigen count with a uh, with twenty five bucks. Oh wow, very clever. And, yeah, we'll read your funny name. I mean, absolute bare minimum $10 contribution. But, yeah, we'll read your funny name. Hmm. Keep them uh, safe-ish for air. Joe's Fancy Aviators? I'm not aware of your fancy aviators. Joe Biden, probably.
1: Oh, oh, yes, yeah. yes,
2: yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Joe, Joe's a common name.
2: Yeah, we and, and we have lots and lots and lots of $20, $50 contributions, which are fabulous. I mean, if that's what you can give, great, good for you. We've also had a number of whales beach themselves and, and cough up some serious cash, wow. which is great. If this country's been great to you, be great to the heroes who keep us free. Come on!
1: We got Terry and Chris's whales each dropping $1,000 each, and
2: viva la
1: intormation party with another $1,000. Wow. Spanish-speaking listeners
2: uh, coming forward. It's fabulous. They're there, Yar. Yar. I hear the unmistakable cry of the whale.
1: The sea was angry that day, my friends.
2: <laughs> Yar. Why do you pronounce the H in whale? Over. Ghoul cool whip, Yar.
1: <laughs> the coughing is a giveaway inside the UK's secret uni coronavirus parties. While clubs remain, this is from Great Britain. While clubs remain locked off, small pockets of fun from a pre-2020 era live on in the form of semi-regulated private parties, full of dry coughing and rife with the stench of pickle juice and shots. It's like a normal party, but it's for people who've tested positive for coronavirus. Oh, really?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Might as well. They initially began as a uh, reaction to local lockdowns. Uh, but now, because pubs and clubs and bars are all off-limits, people who uh, you've got the positive tests show up to these uh, parties. And you cough and drink and do all that sort of stuff.
2: You know, Coronavirus! Judy and I are going to take tests uh, this weekend so we can do some fun stuff on vacation, but I'm really concerned about the huge number of false positives. What if I go to this little clinic, and they're suck. using one of the less uh, reliable tests with a high false positive rate, and they tell you, tell me... Yeah, you got
1: the vid. I feel great. You got to get another test, which means you have to do nothing until you got the next test,
2: which well, would suck. Right, and it's, it's hundreds of dollars.
1: But to get the good one, it's got to hurt bad. The more it hurts, the better the test.
2: That's fine. Jammer right in your eye. What What's that uh, action movie hard-ass uh, quote about pain? Oh, no, it's it's it's... it's Pain don't hurt. Pain don't hurt. That's from uh, Roadhouse. Yeah, right? yeah,
1: yeah. When uh, when Dalton, the philosophizing bouncer,
2: who's, the great Patrick Swayze. Yeah, who's so good at his
1: job, a bar actually good like knows about this bouncer's techniques yes. from towns away and yes. recruits him to come to the Double Deuce to try to clean up the joint. Okay, that's plenty, Sean. <laughs> the late great Patrick Swayze. Pain don't hurt.
2: You j- you call that jamming it up my nose? Jam it up there. <laughs>
1: yeah there's one uh fake name for that we can't say that on the air can you hint at it you got to be nice
2: until it's time not I mean, to be nice it, that's all gross from... oh boy okay yeah no <laughs> no, involves, no need to go there it
1: involves gavin newsom's grundle
2: but anyway oh, this person lord whatever it is i don't want to hear it
1: he's a handsome man i don't know probably a women listening thing
2: you know it's funny but we've i call him pretty pretty gavin newsom I haven't lately. I got to get back to that. And a number of our female listeners uh, have said they've emailed mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com, I get the full on creepy vibe. You know that's from him. funny.
1: I said that. I said that too at my house. I said something about it. He, he's handsome or whatever. My wife said, "What? Who thinks Gavin Newsom's handsome? Guys are not, you know, always
2: right about what women find appealing.
1: Right. And we're like a hundred percent on women thinking no."
2: Right. Well, in, in, as somebody put it, he's the kind of guy who, when he gets onto the elevator, you move as far away as possible because you know he's going to grab your ass. He's He puts out that vibe. Tipple the
1: Wonder Moose Parkin gave $10. I don't know what that is.
2: Wonder Moose?
1: Yeah. Mm. The Croatia Visitors Bureau donated $20.
2: <laughs> really? <laughs> Budget's a little tight these days. Go, Not many people going to Croatia. Go
1: to armstrongandgetty.com.
0: Armstrong and Getty.
2: The Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: Wow, Mississippi health official with a stark warning. Uh, See your loved ones over Thanksgiving, then expect to see them at the funeral because they'll be dead. So stay tuned for that. We'll bring you that tomorrow. That's
2: not at all the sort of thing that a person hears and thinks, I'm just going to ignore you for the rest of your life. (laughs) So many of our so-called leaders are so bad. Anyway, we've talked a little bit about the firing of one Grant Napier. He was the voice of the Sacramento Kings for forever. Sean, how long was he the the play-by-play guy? Do you remember? Decades. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, he got baited uh, on Twitter into saying all lives matter every single one. He did not realize that was a mine on Twitter that uh, gave the Woktivist mob the right to take away your living. And so the cowardly, cowardly uh, NBA franchise fired him. Well, they've
1: replaced him. We're with are saying a, all lives
2: matter. Every single one. Yeah. Um, Well, he answered, yes, of course, all lives matter, every single one, because he wasn't hip to the woke divist, you know, uh, grenades being thrown back and forth. So anyway, the Cowardly Kings fired him and just hired a guy by the name of Mark Jones from ESPN. Uh, The headline from Outkick.com is, Kings hire far-left moron Mark Jones fired All Lives Matter broadcaster. Um, This guy, uh, Mark Jones... Uh, his Twitter account is quite revealing, and, and all of his tweets are still up. He uh, He's hardcore anti-police. He spells America with a KKK in the middle. Gotcha. Yeah. He uh, mocked young Nick Bosa, who's one of the most exciting young players in the NFL, for suffering an injury that may cost him his career. He mocked and made fun of Bosa because Bosa is a Republican. Jones thinks it's okay to laugh. Uh, let's see. Called Trump a white supremacist terrorist. Um, I, I don't need any of the other stuff. You spell
1: America with the uh, the KKK? That's your view of America? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Screw you! I don't. I just don't need to be involved with you. I, and I don't consider that cancel culture. It's just uh, voting with your feet. I mean, I get to i watch or listen to or buy whatever I want to buy, and I'm not oh, yeah.
2: interested in your product, if that's you may, your view of the world. Sorry, you may have noticed uh, at no point have I said the king's ought to fire the guy. I don't give a damn. I'm just checking out. Uh, Mark Jones uh, is a disgusting, hateful, deranged conspiracy theorist who isn't responsible enough to have a Twitter account, but his far-left ideas make him the perfect perfect for a job at ESPN and in the NBA. We at OutKick don't call for anyone to be fired, except those who are too dumb to hold a job. As Clay Travis said, ESPN should fire this idiot just for being that dumb. Fire him for idiocy. Well, that's a little strong. (laughs) Unbelievable. They're dead to me. We've now entered Final Thoughts with your host, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty.
1: Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty.
2: Uh, let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap things up. Michael presses the buttons in the control room, recently married. Uh, Michael, final thought?
1: Uh, take a tip from Jack. Uh, instead of buying new shirts, get some cheap white ones and dye them colors, and then take the money you save and donate to <laughs> Warrior Foundation or Warrior Foundation Freedom Station.
2: That's right. It's an excellent tip. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, positive Sean, our producer.
1: Uh, Sean, a final thought? Yeah, a very special highlight to the $25 contributed from Please Don't Use Gendered Language to... address everyone and they spelled it out in the thing wow
2: that's beautiful
1: jack a final thought for us i'll I'll use i'll use my time for a total drum roll and hit me with a total what is our total currently positive sean it is seventy-two thousand one hundred seventeen american dollars so we leave the air at 272 that's pretty good we got to keep the pedal down, though. Oh, yeah. To get to 500. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. Easy to donate.
2: Yep. Uh, Jack, that's your final thought? Yeah. My final thought is uh, one of the things we're going to do tomorrow is uh, frequently circulated fun facts that are completely untrue. Oh, cool. Including the idea that we use... Only 10% of our brains.
1: Okay, well, I do.
2: Prominent neurologist said we use virtually every part of the brain, and most of the brain is active almost all of the time. Really? That's interesting. (laughs) Other than
1: that, though. Yeah, other than that, it's true.
2: (laughs) It's funny. We got lemmings, we got bulls, we got Christopher Columbus. It's going to be fun.
1: Oh, cool. Yeah. We got a donation from FCWCL that's from a couple who craves leisure. Funny. <laughs> yes. Armstrong and Getty uh, wrapping up another grueling four hour workday. <laughs>
2: Who's Gary? So many people to thank, so little time. <laughs> Go to ArmstrongandGetty.com. Oh, my gosh, we've got some great new swag the Air Force mask that's flying off the shelves. It's my favorite mask. We got the jogging bra, the boxer briefs, the t-shirts, everything. You can donate to Warrior Foundation Freedom Station.
1: That was Armstrong and Gretty. See you tomorrow. God bless
0: America. <laughs> you having a good time? Okay, I, I did not say okay. that. I've sat here for over three hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> That's sucks. If you wish to leave, you may.
3: Let me just say how very, very dismaying and disappointing.
0: Not uh, good. And just change the channel from this mesmerizing horror show. We'll
1: be better tomorrow than we were today. Then we heard the words.
0: It's over for me. Adios,
2: mofo. Okay, so we're we're dismissed. Is that correct? Do you
0: want to rephrase what you're doing?
3: Uh, Senator, uh, Senator, I...